0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Yesterday we were in Isaiah 36 and 37. Today we're going to be in 38 and 39. We're going to finish the story of Hezekiah, the best king that Judah saw. There were none like him before or after him but he was still unperfect. Yesterday, we saw that God used Hezekiah's faithfulness in his God-centered prayer to spare the people of Judah from the Assyrians, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, who was going to take them over. And he used God, he used Hezekiah's faithfulness to to stop that from happening. Today, we're going to see a little bit of weakness in Hezekiah that opens the door for the Babylonians to come and take the people of Israel, the people of Judah into exile. Let's start in chapter 38, verses 1 through 8. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him, said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, go to Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of your God of David, your father, I've heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I'll defend this city. And this shall be a sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has promised. Behold, I will make the shadow cast by the declining sun on the dial of Ahaz turn back 10 steps. So the sun turned back on the dial and the 10 steps by which it had declined. So this is an incredible miracle. First of all, God saves his life. God gives him 15 more years. And then he confirms this miracle with another miracle. He makes the, the shadow of the sun go back 10 steps. He stops the sun or he moves it back. Second Chronicles 32 talks about Hezekiah and some of what we've been reading. You can go back. It's kind of a parallel text to what's going on. And this seems to allude to the idea that this supernatural phenomenon, we can't explain it. We don't know what it was, but it was a supernatural phenomenon. And it seems to be only known in the area or it seems to be isolated to a certain area of the world. But it sounds like there are people outside of that area of the world who had heard about it and came to investigate it. This is remarkable. And let me just say this about miracles of the Bible. Take them to the bank. People have hard time believing this stuff. And it's crazy. The sun backs up. That is... Not explainable scientifically, but you know what else isn't explainable scientifically? God creating the entire universe out of nothing. What else is explainable scientifically? God becoming incarnate in a man and living on the earth. What else is unexplainable? The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Friends, if you have a hard time believing unexplainable miracles, then you're going to have a hard time being a serious follower of Christ because our entire faith is hanging on them. And they're not just crazy, unfounded things. These are actually miracles that there's evidence of. And there's there's reasonable explanations or there's reasonable defenses for why it's okay to believe this stuff. So take that to the bank, the sun backed up, and that's pretty amazing. Here's what else it says in 2 Se- Chronicles 32, 24 through 26, just kind of a summary of what we read. In those days, Hezekiah became sick, And was at the point of death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he answered him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not make return according to the benefit done to him, for his heart was proud. Therefore, wrath came upon him and Judah and Jerusalem. But Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of God did not come upon them. In the days of Hezekiah. So here we see that Hezekiah, for all of his good characteristics, Hezekiah has a proud heart. And it was pointed out. And he repented from it. And so God spared Jerusalem and Judah and his people, at least from Assyria. And he spared them at least while Hezekiah was still alive. But what we know as history goes forward is pretty soon the Babylonians are going to come and they're going to take the people of Judah into exile. And this is all part of God's plan. And We read about this, how, how the seed of this got started in Isaiah 39. At the time of Baladan, Baladin, the son of Baladin, king of Babylon, he sent envoys with letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that he'd been sick and he had recovered. Hezekiah welcomed him gladly. And so in Hezekiah's mind, his enemies are the Assyrians. So here come the Babylonians with gifts and well wishes and he's, his guard is down. And so he says, yeah, bring him in. This is great. And he showed them his treasure house. The silver, the gold, the spices, the precious oil, his whole armory, all that was found in his storehouses. There was nothing in his house or in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah, the prophet, came to King Hezekiah and said to him, what did these men say? And from where did they come to you? Hezekiah said, they have come to me from a far country, from Babylon. He said, what have they seen in your house? And Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There's nothing in my storehouses that I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah... Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and that which your fathers have stored up till this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. Some of your sons whom come, who will come from you, whom you will father, shall be taken away and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought there will be peace and security in my days. This is a little bit of a troubling end for Hezekiah. He gets told that his people are going to be taken to captivity in Babylon, even his own sons. And he says, eh, whatever you say is good, because there's going to be peace and security in my days. And in fact, there was peace and security because God promised that. God gave him 15 years. God God confirmed the promise that he made in chapter 36 and 37 that we talked about yesterday, that the people of Judah would not be wiped out, that they would eat from their fields the next year and the year after that and the year after that. So this isn't going to happen immediately. And Hezekiah is thinking, you know what? I'm not going to be around when that happens. So it's fine with me. That's not good. What else is not good is that the pride of Hezekiah's heart is being exploited here. By his wanting to show off everything he has to the people of Babylon, to this envoy. You can imagine them seeing all this and them going back to the king of Babylon. Baladin, I think his name is, saying, "Uh, this dude Hezekiah over here in Judah, he's got a bunch of stuff that's worth a lot of money. Let's go get it. And there's the seedbed for the Babylonian captivity. Here's what's amazing, and here's what's encouraging throughout all this. God is completely sovereign over the whole thing. God is sovereign over kings. God is sovereign over the affairs of men. God is sovereign over nations. God uses really bad, dumb decisions by guys like Hezekiah to show off everything he has to his eventual enemy. And he... He uses it and leverages it for the purpose of his redemptive plan. Sometimes you see a leader of a nation or nations do something that's like, you can't be that dumb. There has to be something going on here. And what's going on is God is directing history sovereignly according to his good purposes. Eventually, this history is going to culminate in the coming of Jesus Christ through a more faithful remnant of Jews, of people of Israel, through the Babylonian captivity, and Jesus is gonna live a perfect life, die a sinless death, rise on the third day, defeating sin, death, power, devil. So anyone from any tribe, tongue, or nation who puts their faith in him can be redeemed, can be grafted into the family of God, can be part of his kingdom forever and ever. What an awesome gospel.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries, And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit IssuesIFace.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries and check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.